episode 166 tell me where to turn the official faith-based podcast of the north dallas tollway i am one of your three hosts tommy two underscore zero that's where i can be found on twitter you can find the show at where to turn pod you can find me at glenn three underscore eleven and you can find me on twitter at point break underscore dave And we are humbled and honored today to not only be joined by half of the Swole Society, we've always been joined by the society half, now we're joined by the Swole half. I'd like to welcome Muscle Matt to the show. Man, it is, it is, the pleasure is all mine. We are, we are at full Swole today. (laughs) And if, if you care to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Swole Society Matt. And, and guys, I'll just say, about two years ago, I was in the gym, got a text from a guy that said, you need to check this podcast out. And it's been my life's mission from that day to get on the podcast of Tell Me Where to Turn. So I am play, playing the role of Vincent in the NWO on, on this one today. Also, I sent Matt that, and then like 15 minutes later, I get a text. Is this you? (laughs) Just a little self-promotion is all it is. All it is. Unbelievable. I can't believe it took him 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh, no, there were several live tweets, because I'll never forget the Shield introduced or or came on, the Shield music hit, and then there uh, there was Dave just intro in a podcast and i thought huh this is different i was gonna say if it was an early episode it might have taken 15 minutes for his microphone to be loud enough to be heard so True. that was that was an issue we we had we had some issues with our with our plumbing tonight but it was more on the glenn side of the equation <laughs> whoa wait a second <laughs> what's going on sometimes you just got to get the pipes cleaned down that's all i'm saying okay fair enough um Speaking of shameless self-promotion, how's uh, is Magic Spoon still doing okay? We had we had lots of Magic Spoon today. I had a bowl post-workout, and then I had a bowl right before I hopped on here. Really? So that's about a box. <laughs> I've I've run through two boxes, and I got two boxes to go. Well, Very nice. I hope you I hope you don't want any more blueberry because apparently. They're not making that anymore. Oh, no. That is that is clearly the number one flavor. Well, I've only had two of them, I guess. But between yeah. that and cocoa, blueberry is uh, going way over right now. I have, I have 10 boxes of blueberry <laughs> right now. <laughs> so if anyone wants to pay over market price... What's so, the fiber content of that cereal looking like? That's kind of how I evaluate whether or not I'm going to invest in a cereal. Well, it's not all brand, if that's what you're asking. It's kind of my, the Mendoza line of cereals for me is all brand. And it's got to be north of that or I'm, I'm probably out. All right, guys. Every, every episode, this happens once, it seems. And my freaking garage band just left. Just went away. Oh, oh no. All right. Well, this is going good. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes rest days are as important as working out days. That's that's what uh, I've always been taught. Well, let's just, you know, let's keep going. And when Muscle Mad is is back on board, <laughs> we'll carry we'll on. Back in. Yeah. Well, the, the reason we had the Swole Society on board today was they wanted they weren't willing to wait till wednesday for life to be 100 percent back open they were ready to get things turned up 100 percent a week ago 
That's right. By the way, I got the email from my gym the yesterday saying, hey, the subject line should have just been, we're rolling with wheels because <laughs> they said, Abbott says no mask on the 10th and we are going with it. Everything fully open, no mask in the gym. Don't worry about it. You know, in the, in the spirit of 100% return to the gym and no mask and being docked with the Swole Society... I found a, I feel like I found the perfect shirt for tonight's podcast. Oh, so. no. Oh, man. Let's see this. And also for the Tell Me Where to Turn podcast, it works both ways. Let's say his overshirt is a Renegades from the XFL. Oh, we got, we got a tank top. Let's see it. Wait, uh... Weights. Weights before dates. I love it. So obviously the weight room is of utmost importance and That's fantastic. We all always emphasize dating your wife. So, but weights before dates guys. Indeed. Fantastic. So, so two half or I guess not, we have two fourths, one half of the show, two fourths of the show have now have on tank tops. <laughs> the other guy's standing in front of an inversion machine for all of his working out. And I'm wearing a shirt from Pinehurst number two. I think we're all on brand here. And uh, let's get an update on the, on the Tommy scales. Oh, guys, we came within a whisker of going north of 190 this week. We tipped wow. the scale at 189. It's just, a, have you, I think we may have mentioned it. Anyone's watched the Yokozuna documentary when they talk about having to take him to the truck weigh station to weigh him? That'll be Tommy episode 366. But I'm happy to report that this morning at the gym, we were down to 187.1. So we had a flirtation with 190. We're now down to a nice, comfortable 187. Up for my starting weight of the year of 175. So still, still some problems there, but headed in the right direction. It's so unbelievable. Pretty, pretty soon we're going to be playing the game of, is it which is higher, the episode number or Tommy's weight? Are you going to be shoot like your weight? Andre the the Andre the Giant Doc, where you couldn't he couldn't sit on the toilet. He just had to like kind of hunch over the bathtub. Going <laughs> to be like Yokozuna and have Mister Fuji clean me after every bombing run. <laughs> we're all going to be flying to a. Uh, you know, WrestleMania having a good time and they're just going to pull the curtain across for Tommy because to, he can't fit in the bathroom. Well, I do want to make an amendment to a statement I made about my weight gain on the Swole Society because I found myself traveling to the office today for a meeting. And I may have mentioned on the Swole Society that my pants still fit fine. I can now confirm that that is not the case. Oh, no. As the work pants, we had to go with the uh, unclipped, but looks like it's clipped, and then the belt over it. Yeah, just, just for comfort. I don't, I don't understand your life. <laughs> I've how been there. Man, That's happened to me before. How does a man not go buy pants that fit? Well, they fit before the pandemic. How does but the I man? Was, before I gained 17 pounds, I fit just fine. Dave, this is coming from a guy that refuses to replace a broken shoelace for the last three years. That is, that is true. <laughs> I have a pair of shoes that I broke one of the shoelaces, so I just pulled it through and tied it in a knot. And <laughs> since, I mean, we were just in Vegas, you know, dropping three bills on every meal. <laughs> And I'm walking around with a broken shoelace that I won't replace. He can be at the Paris without blinking and spend $48 for three chicken fingers, fries, and a Coke, but not change out his shoelace. Man, I'm sorry you had to travel with this guy. He flies all the way to the epicenter of cuisine and orders chicken fingers. This is... Oh, we ate good. That was what a, we're up against. That was a... A quick meal. We ate good most of the time. 
So well, tell me, what was what was Vegas like crowd wise compared to the last time we were all there this summer? Was it was uh, was what I'm reading online true that it's that it's back or coming back? It was. We got there Thursday evening, and Thursday and Friday were pretty dead, wouldn't you say, Matt? Thursday, yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely dead. Friday seemed to be picking up quite a bit. I will say that this felt more normal to me than our time in July did. Yeah, I agree. And then Saturday felt pretty normal. Like, I mean, not like height of Vegas weekend traffic, but there was a lot of people around. Um, and, you know, just people out on the strip when you're walking between casinos. And I will say this, they, when we were there in July, I mean, they were full. If anyone pulled down their mask, even for a second to, you know, take a breath or, they were all over them. None of that this time. Like, I mean, people were wearing masks, but I didn't see anyone like, hey, it's get over your nose or any of that. No. In fact, I remember, Tommy, you had mentioned in a previous podcast just the heightened sense of of what people were like at that during that July time where people were just pissed, it seemed, about everything. And, man, everybody felt normal in that sense not one time did either of us get reprimanded for having our mask down uh i didn't see anybody yelling at the blackjack table for uh other than dave that was for a different reason it was nobody nobody was uh nobody was demanding to understand directions to the uh atm right none of that going on dave just saw a guy split kings and lost his mind just no. leave the table immediately. This is what you do. I mean, I kind of bumped the table as I put them in the label lock. But <laughs> um, so, so let me ask you this: Would you say that the uh, if the whole city of Vegas was just a Royal Rumble, would you say like that the Hurt business was dominating or was Kyantai no. dominating? I. Overall, I would, uh, it didn't seem drastically predominant one way or the other, but if we want to jump into the trip on essentially day one, because we didn't, uh, I guess we should start with, we got there Thursday night because we had an interfacing with Kai and Ty that we need to, <laughs> we need to get to, but, uh, the first night we got there, like I said, we got there kind of late, so, the only real highlight of that night was because uh, we were also with Mrs. Muscle Matt. Mrs. Muscle Matt is a big fan of the Gordon Ramsay sticky toffee pudding. And we went to the Gordon Ramsay burger place to enjoy a nice, because it was time for hamburgers. <laughs> and obviously the point of that trip was also to get the, uh, the sticky toffee pudding we get there and i want matt to oh, tell what happened because tell matt me gordon was... ramsay wasn't there telling somebody it was master chef <laughs> oh. this this got matt half hot uh yeah half hot is a bit of an understatement because look we we research our trips well and for the weeks leading up to the trip there was only 25 percent capacity you had to make a reservation at any place. Um, and just between us on this podcast and no one else, my wife has been wearing me out talking about wanting <laughs> this dessert from this restaurant. Uh, so if there was anything we were going to do, by God, I wanted her to have that sticky toffee pudding ice cream sandwich. Would you say it was important as almost like a date? I would say that my marriage absolutely depended upon it. <laughs> and so... But Gordon Ramsay's burger, you can't make reservations, is what I was told. 
you call the you call the casino they don't get you to anyone there it's not on open table uh, and then the week leading up to the trip they open the capacity up to i think 50 percent now and so that's right didn't seem like there was that big of an issue so we roll up approximately 8 p.m i even called once we got into vegas couldn't get anybody and i walk in and they said our first open spot is 1045. Why don't you have a reservation? <laughs> uh oh. It so, was. Uh oh. And, and the thing was crazy. I mean, that restaurant was hopping. I mean, it had reservations all night long. I don't know how people were making them. Uh, <laughs> we could walk into just about any other restaurant and just walk right in. Like we went across the street to the Cosmopolitan to the burger place there and sat right down. So did, you know, Dave has tweeted Guy Fieri before. Did he try <laughs> to tweet Gordon Ramsay? I did not. I was, I was distancing because I thought I might have to bail Matt out. He was, he was getting hot for sure. He almost got three quarters hot. So the other fun thing about that was my wife went back the next day after breakfast at Mona Mika B because you don't have enough sugar in you from the crepes. Enough carbs. She, she said, I, I, want, I want that sticky toffee pudding to go. And this is what they said. You can order anything on the menu to go except that because we don't have a proper, uh, you know, we, we don't know what to put that in for it to travel. I bet she told him what to put it in. <laughs> she said, I'll stand right here and eat it. And they said, no, we can't, can't do it. So Wow. That is funny, though, that it, it's the exact opposite situation we had in Baltimore at the Guy Fieri, which was a restaurant where all the tables were available and we couldn't get a seat because no one would seat us. And then you go somewhere that's well, it's actually full, but apparently they don't take reservations, but then ask you why you don't have one. Yeah, they were running. They were trying to mess with our heads. It was, it was a very odd. It was like Saw fourteen, where it's all real innocuous. Um. So yeah, we uh, the next morning. Uh, Obviously. Well, you know, I have to ask the first question. Did you play a slot before you got out of the airport? No, I didn't play any when we when we arrived. Okay, well, then you're growing up. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so I will we, preface this real quick. This was the one of the best trips I have ever had in Vegas completely. So maybe not the most profitable. But so this you, was one you of the tell a story wrong. about everything going wrong, and then you're like, but it was the best trip I ever had. It, it only gets better from here. <clears throat> uh. Yeah, so the next morning, uh, obviously, we're going to hit up the pantry for breakfast. Uh, Mrs. Muscle Matt, as uh, was detailed on uh, an episode of the Soul Society, when she's in Vegas, she's one of those that likes to get up and run the strip. And we're, she ran all the way down from the Mirage to the Vegas sign. Like wow. the big sign when you enter Vegas. And I checked, that's a three. That's on like the outskirts of town. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a half mile yeah. past Mandalay Bay. It's a 3.3 right. mile run if it's a straight shot, but you can't get there in a straight shot because you got to go up the streets and up across the bridges. And so it's 3.3 out and then 3.3 back. Yes. So that's like a 10K. Yeah. And that's as the as the bird flies as they say like if you if you were to sh let's just say it's a hypothetical <laughs> if you were to fire a bullet or several bullets from the mandalay bay you couldn't reach that sign that's a fact it's a long distance oh my god <laughs> 13th floor we're gonna really do this right now <laughs> this is what anybody, we're dealing with anybody else getting a remaining time countdown yeah. on here are we getting no. a, well, you mentioned Stephen Paddock and it starts counting down. That's what happens. <laughs> getting thrown out. So Dave must have not done too well in Vegas because he couldn't spring for the paid Zoom, apparently. Well, that's the way it goes. And it doesn't hurt either when you spend the first 40 minutes trying to, for him to figure out how to connect his microphone. Um, 
I did have something to submit to the gym judge. People who run on the strip. <laughs> it's, it's the dumbest thing. We, what, is what that is that where you're too close to the situation? We're going to have to recuse ourselves yeah. <laughs> from this case. I'm with you guys. I, I find it stupid. The only way I knew my wife was alive is because she happened to be live tweeting while she was running <laughs> well, the yeah. strip. So... Matt, if you need some Vegas advice, where should you go for that? Oh, man, you should go to amateur Vegas travel blogger, chasinglosses.com and follow the many exploits of SJ as she meanders through the city of Las Vegas, giving you tips and tricks on how to make it through a city and have a lot of fun while doing it. Thoroughly enjoy, thoroughly enjoy those reads. And the latest blog post begins with a quote from yours truly. So, is always it love try that. the blueberry cereal? You get free shipping. <laughs> we need That's to get end. that on there. Um, all right. So, what do we want to do here? Do we want to just cancel out and restart the meeting? We still got eight minutes. I think we go. And if necessary, Listen, I, this I've is got something I've said a lot, but I can last eight more minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I already shot everything in the <laughs> Mandalay Bay. So. <laughs> Well, be- you wouldn't be the first person to shoot everything from this <laughs> like Goodness. Um, yeah. Who, so, was, yeah. who was playing that concert? Because that's got to be an, a song that opens uh, this show. Jason Aldean. Uh, the- yeah. Stop yeah. knowing that. <laughs> to find out what song he was playing. This can be researched. All right. So we, of course, hit the the pantry at the Mirage because it's a great place to go. Yeah. I mean, if you're into spending $40 for an omelet, that is a great spot. Uh, Matt, what'd you order? I ordered the jackpot combo for $29 (laughs) because me and my wife did split it. But yeah. And what did I order? You ordered a kid's short stack. Well, that was my second choice. After we're going around the table and everyone's ordering and the waitress comes to me, I was like, I'll have a bowl of blueberry magic spoon, <laughs> which pops yes, Matt pretty good. Sir, this is a, this is a pandemic. We can't and afford w- the without It's sold out everywhere. Without blinking, she says, all we have is fruity and frosted. Which would you like? Um, but yeah, so Matt and I ventured over to Venetian because... Part of the uh, casualties of the pandemic is most poker rooms at uh, Vegas casinos are shut down. Some shut down for good, which is you hate to see. Did you go by there while the uh, showing agent was doing the final walkthrough? Was the inspector there? <laughs> Dude, yeah. What we, was going we, on? We may have been there one of the last times before the sale. Um, so we got there right at kind of the time of the mid morning when they were uh they were opening up new tables so matt and i get seated at a brand new game they opened and it's myself matt and i'm not sure if everyone else at the table was a wrestling fan but if they were i'm guessing oscar would probably be oh yes the empress of tomorrow but uh yeah, it was it was a good uh it was a good session. The uh the beginning I was uh I was running well, running over the table and I believe Matt texted me that it was like watching a reverse Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Who is the guy? Was it Douglas MacArthur that was the island hopper? Well, that's what Dave was. He was picking these guys off one by one and just taking all of their chips, and they were gone. And we then, uh, we were back-to-back World War II champs. For America. For America. And then, uh, you know, we won't get into all the details because it wouldn't be interesting to people that weren't super into poker, but let's just say the probably the highlight of that whole session was we had one guy down at the end of the table who – and Tommy knows this well, was just one of those miserable poker players that just... As most are, most just are. 
miserable to be around, mean to the dealers, terrible etiquette. And right at the end, I was actually up cashing out. Old Muscle Matt dinged him for his whole stack, which was kind of the, the best ending that game could have had. This was my most satisfying poker double up ever. <laughs> I mean, judging just from what this guy was wearing and the size of his over-the-ear headphones, he was also the guy working out with Dave at Lifetime a couple weeks ago on the Soul Society podcast with that we were gym judging. You know, so he... <laughs> He had the over-the-ear headphones, his mask, his sunglasses, an Apple Watch, a tracksuit. There wasn't a lot of him that was exposed to the table. Um, and he'd make these claims like, nobody's tighter than me. And, uh, and, and for the most part, he was pretty tight aggressive. He had about 600 in front of him. Um, and, and the moment he lost a hand, he was tilted. Like Dave said, he was uh, some of the worst poker etiquette. Um, it, literally was hitting the dealer flinging his cards at him he'd get called wouldn't show his hand or he'd slow roll it i mean it was it was bad but man it ended so well <laughs> i was i was down um long story short i was big blind i looked down at queen nine suited we had three callers uh to about a 15 pot raise so i call Hit a nine on the flop, it comes uh, rainbow with a nine high. So I shove, the other two guys fold, and this dude snap calls. I'm uh -oh. talking about does not you hesitate. had a read. You had a read. Like, like, well, I'm in trouble. Because for the most part, he's had good cards. Um, so two more cards come on the river, brick, brick, no, no flush, no straight possibility. Um, and then... So I, I sheepishly turn over, you know, my nine pair of nines. And all I could hear as he didn't want to show his hands was that clip from the old 2003 World Series of Poker. He called me with a jack high. <laughs> and he flips over King Jack. Um, and the best part of that wasn't even that hand. It was just the fact that he was muttering to the next guy about how bad I played. And the very next hand, he doubles up that guy with queen nine. <laughs> he had a read. Now you've got a pocket full of cash. So where do you, what do you do next? So, I mean, yeah, we, we gambled some more, made some sports bets. Uh, but I think the next thing worth, uh, worth talking about was that night. Uh, ventured down to, down to win to eat at the, Lakeside Seafood, which is a Point Break Dave favorite, still one of the top steaks of all time. So we go down there, got some time to kill. Uh, the uh, wives are walking around, taking in the beauty of the wind. And uh, Matt and I, our dinner reservation is about 15 minutes away. So we take a shot at the uh, classic James Bond slot. Crushed it for about 400 profit, which won't take care of dinner at Lakeside. But yeah, I was gonna say that'll that'll get you that'll get you part of the way there, but that probably wouldn't do the trick, I'm guessing. So we uh we go downstairs, uh, eating inside. The uh, it was a little chilly in, in Vegas at night, so we chose not to not to eat on the patio. But here's and this is integral to the story. Okay, because I need you guys to know something about Matt. When you go, this isn't going to happen if you meet Matt at Chewy's, but when you go to a nice place, Matt becomes the godfather of ordering, where they're like, he's like, first, you know, he orders his filet, and the, the waitress mentions that you can also add like a pound of lobster to it. Well, dead gum, pal. <laughs> Let's do that. And then they're, you know, talking about their sides and, uh, you know, and, you know, their family style, they're shareable. Well, you know, all right, there's four or five people at our table. Well, Matt's going to order five or six sides because that's just the, how he is. Hey, and the other great thing about Matt is he'll ask the, uh, 
well, how are the green beans? Like they're going to be like, huh? They're not, they're not very good. Yes. <laughs> Terrible. Last, last shipment we had flown in from Alaska. I don't know. So <laughs> a little rough. So, you know, we've, we've, we've had a, we've had our drinks. We've had our appetizers. We're well into the meal, like sides covering the whole table. Matt's eaten, you know, a full large steak and lobster. I mean, just full to the brim. They're bringing dessert, which, by the way, the waitress talked us into the pineapple cake, which I immediately was like, no, what else you got? And she's like, no. Sounds way too healthy. That's that's not how I remember that at all. I remember the lady saying, and we have this big dessert for a large crowd. We'll take that, please. (laughs) (laughs) But as you're sitting around thinking, like, the meat sweats that Glenn talked about on the last episode. Oh, like, don't, don't tell me, don't <laughs> remind me. I'm looking over at, at muscle Matt thinking, man, there's no way he can be feeling good right now. And he's, he's over there. He's kind of, kind of having a good time. We're all laughing. And I was like, I would love to see you deadlift right now. And he goes from laughing to stone cold serious and looks at me and goes, I feel like I could deadlift a lot right now. <laughs> like as, as someone who's who's known to make the bold claim after <laughs> consuming a little bit, I can I can relate to this moment. Oh, it was phenomenal, just, but the dessert just, was great. Just saying the the smoke on the water cocktail is phenomenal at Lakeside at the Win. And yeah. Hour seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever at any point say that you could drive to Salt Lake City in 10 minutes? <laughs> Did or not climb say that. a fence. <laughs> yes. Were there any fencing? Was there any fencing nearby? I almost I was... went shorts just to show Muscle Matt that they do have pants they'll bring you. <laughs> All I know is not. Is anyone not named Point Break Dave? I was willing to, to challenge to a push-up contest on the spot. <laughs> oh, it was... how, much, how much did you guys, was that the most expensive meal of the trip? I think, uh, no. The next night was more expensive, and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, so the next morning, got up, and it was time to hit the, uh, it was time to hit the gym. So oh that's my question, is after steak and seafood and five family sides like when you ingest the pre-workout cocktail do you just <laughs> liquefy immediately <laughs> like how does that go i will say this i i don't know if matt did but i definitely brought my my pre-workout and post-workout and had them both and uh Never in my life have we ever had to stop at the CVS on the way back to the Mirage for somebody to get a gallon of milk for their protein shakes. <laughs> but that happened on this trip. I don't travel. That's why I'm not going to ever go anywhere with Dave again. That's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. You're on vacation. You don't need a pre-workout shake on vacation. Just buy a muscle milk. What are you, what are you yeah. buying a whole gallon? Or just eat a banana or something. You're fine. And my pre-workout is the Red Bull I get from the lady while playing video poker yes. while waiting for Dave. Well, first of all, you shouldn't go to the gym at all, but I can't talk a podcast about working out about that. Did, did they, is the facility at least up to your standards? Were you able to execute no. old school iron? No, not even close. And what's funny is we knew it. So we actually shifted our workout so we wouldn't ha- it would be an off day when we were in Vegas, but they were like, well, we'll go down there and just do something. And I mean, overall, you know, it was a good time, but I will let Matt tell the story of the, uh, let's put it this way. You know how, when you go to Vegas, there's, there's rooms with a view and then there's rooms without. We ran into that in the Mirage gym. (laughs) So without, painting too graphic of a picture for anyone. Uh, Tommy, you understand that if you go to Vegas in the summertime, the, the Vegas fashion of some of the ladies can be quite revealing. I have noticed this. Um, 
there are times in which people are being revealing or revealing things that need to stay hidden. Yes. So, Sometimes people need to leave room for the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Yes. Uh, call in the Hardy Boys. There's no mystery here. Uh, and, and so we were, I think we were supersetting. Oh my God. Listen, I don't need any of this jargon out of you guys. Supersetting. It was like Just leg use curls. use normal people language, okay? <laughs> and shoulder press. And right in front of the, the, the leg curl where we were, about two feet from us was a treadmill. And have you ever seen 15 pounds of potatoes falling out of a 10-pound bag? Oh, my gosh. Well, if you have, that would describe what we were seeing, except it was all being shoved into a hot pink bag. Oh. <laughs> it was essentially, it was... Nia Jax and Sasha oh. Banks's shorts is what it was. Oh. And in because it's a hotel gym, everything is super cramped. So when you're on the leg curl machine, <laughs> like it's as close as my monitor is to me right now. Like the like the hole was. Or... <laughs> Did in she fact... she punch anybody in the face? <laughs> Like this this was Dave on the leg curl to try to not be awkward. <laughs> he's he's cramp he gets a neck cramp because he's trying not oh. to stare at this. Oh, well, so, you guys you guys uh, deserve behemoth. every bit of that for even attempting that on a on a vacation. Uh, so we'll we'll we need to get to dinner, but we'll uh, we'll speed ahead here. We went downtown as you have to, uh, mainly to check out Circa which is still amazing. Still and awesome. Still awesome. It is still awesome. Definitely need to hit hit that. Uh, maybe stay there on one trip. Uh, yeah, Glenn, yeah. they have... First, they have a three-story sports book. That's incredible. And then their pool area is called Stadium Swim because it's like a Vegas pool, only they have essentially a wall of tvs with all the games and you can make bets from the pool this this is the wall that i wanted built (laughs) the other one means nothing to me (laughs) it's it's literally they could not have made a better sports book pool combo than if we were trying to build it ourselves that's amazing where was this again this is downtown it's like brand when we were there in october it was like the third day they were open so okay. Mrs. Muscle Matt SJ paid the $20 to go in to look at the pool and, and took all the pictures and came back and said, I'm willing to go buy a swimsuit right now. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> kind of, that was her attitude because they, the, it doesn't matter. Like if you look at the circus website, one of the coolest things is it tells you the temperature outside and then the temperature of the pool water currently. And so even though it was 50 degrees outside, the pool water was like 95. Well, yeah. it, and their pool is 365. It's open every day. I think uh, this was goes back at least, well, have to be at least 11 years, maybe 12. But yeah, I've paid that 20 bucks to go to the Hard Rock pool, but I wasn't paying to look at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? What were you looking at? Uh, I think it was the book of acts. I think that's what it was that day. They had it up on the screen. I was like, this is a great setup. I can bet on, on the verses. Faith-based. Faith-based. Always bringing it back. Yeah. So we went to, uh, we also dived in aptly, aptly said dived in the four Queens and, uh, rolled dice there. And muscle Matt came through for a, a hard eight for me that I had and, pretty fired up it was just us at the table so the dealers were being super cool i think i had the dealers on it too but um what we need to get to is the events from that night unless i'm leaving anything out matt all i was gonna say is we were already on that eight and dave looks at me and says that eight is gonna come and yells dealer five bucks on the hard eight five bucks for you you guys Stickman pushes the dice. Next roll, you hear 44, baby. Yeah. 
the jubilation for that $50 bet win was far greater than when he hit a slot later on for 800 bucks. <laughs> it's true. So great. It's true. The, it. the fact that you, you called it like next called your shot. It was awesome. Yeah. So that night we, uh, we got dressed up <laughs> and we went to the greatness of the Mayfair supper club. Oh boy. And that place dinner and a show dinner and a show that place is amazing um great food uh the show is still great it's very vegas lounge singer but really well done when they had uh when they had the dancers out there as as tommy knows tommy's been there we got the great <laughs> we got the great line of so there's there's basically the two singers and then they have two girl dancers and two male dancers. And one of the male dancers is a brother and he's he's pretty he could be he could be on the Soul Society. He's he's hitting the gym every day, let's put it that way. And the they're introducing him and they said, "And here's the girl singers, here's whatever his name is. Oh, look at these muscles and you can't even see the biggest one." <laughs> And at that point, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this guy's going on the soul side. <laughs> Next episode. Next episode. Was, I believe, uh, Dave, his name was Ricochet. <laughs> it pretty much was. And Matt pulled the same trick of ordering, you know, the whole menu. And it was all fantastic. It was great. Um. I don't think we had any challenges for deadlifts oh, that night. Oh, there was one small issue. Oh, yeah. We do have to talk about this. Th this, this, this kept it from being a 10 out of 10. Instead, it was, an, it was a 9. And so my, my wife, again, she hates truffle with a passion. And so she orders the filet. And it, she says, hey, I'm sorry. I'll order the filet, the $70 steak. If I can get it without truffle sauce, waiter goes, not a problem. We won't be an issue at all. They bring our food. Everything smells great. And then my wife looks down, truffle covering the steak. Well, we're at a fancy place. That's fine. So she, the waiter goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. No worries. We'll take care of it. Great. You should. He just reaches down and kind of pats it with a napkin. He's like, we're good. Well, we got this. funny you say that. So the steak comes back. He goes, don't worry. It won't be a 45-minute wait. Steak comes back five minutes later. And, at, and she asks, or he asks her, hey, do you just not like truffle or are you allergic? And uh, she said, no. She huh. goes, no, I don't, I don't like it. And she goes, oh, that's okay, great. Whew. And he puts the plate down and says, the chef has a special technique of wiping down the steak and throwing it back on the grill. Uh-huh. They washed that steak off and put it back on the grill. And, uh-huh. And for the special, life of me. Special technique. Yeah, that I yeah. would leave at that point. So there was a, a seat special. in between us. Man, I, I have no idea why I didn't just go ape on that waiter for doing that. So, yeah, I do. For I, I'm glad we mentioned that because that was definitely a, an odd moment. So the theme of our trip, wash steaks and hard eights, baby. There, there oh, you go. There you go. That sounds like an episode title right there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty much it. We went back. We hung out at the still sweated uh, some guys, ufc bets guys hit all the Sweat, spots sweated some alcohol out of our system <laughs> no joke um yeah but overall great trip uh i think we flew back did you notice there's like a lot of like i don't know if there were any names i don't follow ufc but there was a ton of dudes on the flight back with cauliflowered ears and ufc bags and so those are not the guys you want to try to test yourself with. No. You're liable no. to get stretched or hooked. Yeah. Good times. Good times. All right. Well, 
it makes me it makes me want to get back out there. I was definitely jealous, kind of following along with you guys' progress. But congrats on all your immense success that you can afford to spend money while we're in a massive recession and there's so many people that are unemployed and really struggling. We're very glad that you guys are doing so well. Hey, speaking of folks who are struggling, uh, Tommy, whatever happened to your maid? Did she get out of the ditch? I did pass her when I drove into the neighborhood today. It looks like that they had put the, that orange sticker on the car. They were getting a little frustrated that she hadn't gotten it out of there yet. I thought, I thought you were going to say that they brought out the Ryan Newman curtain and had her, had her covered up. So especially a guy who's lecturing everybody else about spending money. It's coming from the guy who has a, a maid. And I love it. Didn't say housekeeper. He didn't say, you know, somebody that helps us out. He says maid. Is that is is that term canceled now? I was not aware. Should I? Didn't say servant. Domestic assistant. Well, it's just steeped in. Well. Whoa. Whoa. Just we'll just stop there, sir. This is a faith based podcast. Oh, um. Hey, is the Jim Judge available for a special? appearance oh i think he is i think he is this is what i like to hear i don't have a uh i don't have one that involves people i have one that involves equipment will you guys (laughs) issue a sentence against equipment if if the equipment you're mad at is the scale (laughs) that's on you gyms put bogus scales in don't they to make people think they're fatter so they'll work out more they have to right that's you're whatever in, you want to tell yourself. I think you're thinking the fun house at the circus. <laughs> no, your honor and your honor. I would like a ruling on the deadlift bar, the hex bar ah, that you stand in the middle of yes. with the handles. Because yes. I, uh, due to pandemic conditions, was forced to use this for the first time ever in my life that I'm aware of. And rather found it enjoyable. And was curious if that was a cop-out or a less-than method of executing the exercise. I will say, one, nothing wrong with the hex bar in general. But it is, it's a different, you can't equate it to a standard deadlift. Because the handles are higher and the whole motion of it is different. So if you can hex bar a certain weight, you can't claim you can deadlift that weight. All right. Well, I'm going to need to delete that tweet. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, overall I'm a fan. I think it's a bit more functional of, or, or at least representative of if you were legitimately deadlifting something, picking something up and putting it like on the shelf or something like say a suitcase or whatever, it's a bit more of a natural uh, motion of where you're picking the weight up where those handles are. So I like it for that. All right. Well, I did have to had to throw it in as a substitute this week because for some reason they feel like they only need to have three bars and four lifting platforms at our gym. So I was waiting for you to say that that lady that is your nemesis just had like all the bars over there. Like she was rolling back and forth on them or something. <laughs> I wish I could. There was two different times this week I was almost able to get a covert picture to send to you guys, but I, that will happen. That will happen. Well, I have one last thing that I, I wanted to bring up if, uh, if we have time. Oh, we have all the time in the world. Listen, the world is your oyster, Dave. So I found myself in a in a a little bit out of the ordinary circumstances, I found myself watching ESPN for over an hour. Right. And I like, if there's a game on, I watch it, but I don't watch just like the, you know, sports center or whatever the studio show normally. But I was, uh, I was at a, a bar killing time uh, before a haircut next door and it happened to be the day of the Tiger Woods car accident. Oh, yes. So it was essentially, I mean, just wall-to-wall coverage. I mean, and this was right after. So it was, you know, it was probably four or five in the afternoon. 
And it was really odd because they didn't have any information, right? So like the guy's got the, the map telestrator and he's showing like where the golf course was and where the car was. It's like, I don't care that somewhere between Anaheim and wherever, you know, that doesn't help me understand the story, but here's the topic that I wanted to, to, uh, to throw out there for us to discuss is, I mean, they stopped down everything to cover Tiger Woods car accident. And mind you, this wasn't Kobe. This wasn't a death, right? This was an everyone knew there was, he was some still concern. Alive. There was concern at one point that there. Yeah, might have but been. I mean, most of the coverage at the time I was watching was, you know, he's expected not to be life threatening, but you know, it was a bad accident. So they just wall to wall coverage, and I want to know where's the Mendoza line of athletes that get that coverage. Oh, this is a good one. Because I was thinking, a good question. like, we just had the Super Bowl. Brady obviously gets that coverage. Above the line, yeah. Mahomes above the line. Mahomes. But, like, Godwin? No. 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 Anyone in the NHL get that coverage? <laughs> uh, is Sidney Crosby still – is that still a thing? <laughs> Nobody in the NHL gets that coverage. Nobody on tour gets that coverage except Tiger. Definitely uh, nobody in the MLB. Yeah. You don't think of Mike Trout. Went you think if Acuna ran off the road, we'd be getting. Well, I mean, no. David Ortiz got shot, and I don't even think that they, they did more than just like a break in. They didn't go telestrator. Right. Well, that was in a, a foreign land as well. So we didn't have. We didn't I don't have see access. any land as foreign. I don't see foreign. So let's, let's go. See them all as our, our brothers. It sounds NFL. like socialism. Let's go NFL. What was does Dak get that coverage? No. no, not not nationally. No, locally yes, but not nationally. But I would say part of this though is this isn't Tiger's first car crash that totally upended his life. That's fair. Are you <laughs> saying that maybe Tiger should have gone with the driver? <laughs> If we didn't have more to talk about, that would have been a good ender. Or maybe we have more on the run sheet. Well, maybe I'll save this one for later, but maybe we'll see what happens after Tiger makes the turn. <laughs> I have to reboot my energy level. <laughs> no, so you but don't I don't think anyone in the MLB gets it. Nobody in the MLB gets it. No. No, if Mike if Mike Trout ran off that same like if Mike Trout shot over Dukes of Hazard style Tiger's <laughs> car while they were still working on Tiger, they wouldn't even cover. They oh, would just go back to plotting how far away the golf. All right, was. well let's all right. NBA <laughs> LeBron definitely gets it. Yes, right. Honestly, I think the NBA you may get more than any league outside of how about maybe, maybe how about Kevin uh, Durant. No, it's not as big. Because he's not, he, Kevin Durant doesn't have as many endorsements, and he's huge within the, you know, yeah, the basketball. Well, think, but he I doesn't have the worldwide LeBron, appeal. Probably James Harden would get it. Ooh, I don't know about Harden. Any of the balls? <laughs> it, might, it, it might. Dorian Finney-Smith. It might just be LeBron. It may just be. May just I, be. I made a bold claim. Uh, Pascal Siakam, yes. <laughs> All right, what about Serena Williams? Yes. 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 Is that yes because, because individual sport? Does, does being in an individual sport get you? Well, and I mean, she's the greatest women's tennis player of all time. True. Plus, if you don't cover it to the same extent, then you've got to deal with that of – Hey, Tiger rolled his car down a hill, <laughs> and then Serena did, and you're like, ah, you know. Well, did Serena ever win the Masters? That's another question. I've got one for you. Ryan Newman. <laughs> I was about to ask NASCAR. Just for the irony, does NASCAR get coverage? When Danica Patrick puts it in the trees? <laughs> They're like, oh, we've seen this before. We've got we've got file footage of this. We could we, we don't even have to reenact it. We could just show you what it would look like. 
Well, that's a good, that's what a good No, I, I think the, the total list of people that would get that level of coverage is probably under 20 in from the world of sports. And this is going to hurt Tommy, but in HRA, oh, that, no. that happens to John Force. We, we read about it like four weeks later yes. <laughs> in a website article. It'd be like, yes, born in this day, now dead. <laughs> yeah, there's no one that gets a mention. Okay, hold on. Last one. The WWE. If Hogan, if it happens to Hogan or The Rock, do we count The Rock? The Rock, yes. Hogan, no. I mean, this happened to the Macho Man and we didn't get play-by-play. Yeah, at this point, if it's The Rock, that's, that's like almost at the level of Tiger. They may shut down the whole world for the rock. It may be it may be transcend the United States. Biggest movie star in the world, possible future president. Right. Yeah, it would stop for the rock. Um, but yeah, no nobody else. I mean, maybe Mace. <laughs> can you wait, can you imagine if if like ABC News just interrupts like a, a national broadcast? <laughs> broadcast to announce that slapjack just rolled down, <laughs> rolled down a hill imagine the level of confusion <laughs> and they put his face up there with the mask on oh, have, have you guys heard this the conspiracy theory that the the accident was a deep fake oh. that in motion by the Genesis car company in Tiger Woods working in tandem to creatively end Tiger's golf career in a way that he saves face and won't be ostracized or criticized for not breaking Jack's record. It also touts the safety features of the 2022 Genesis. Wouldn't wouldn't the safety features be he got out and then won the next tournament? (laughs) No, I think the idea was that uh, the logo was just too perfectly positioned in all the shots of the accident with the engine laying outside of the car and nobody could have survived this accident, but the car that saved the life of the beloved Tiger Woods was a Genesis. So it was all a publicity stunt. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a publicity stunt. He was never actually in the car. Hmm. It was all, it was all a way to get him out of, uh, get him out of having to golf again because they knew he couldn't, uh, he couldn't compete anymore. Was his caddy driving? Who was driving the car? <laughs> oh no! I think I think that the the idea was the um, they um, had body, yeah, had, well no they had a body double so, so was it a hologram somebody, like loose change? <laughs> you had somebody in the red shirt. <laughs> I'm sure they just got like Harold Varner the third, and they were like, like just getting this car for a little bit okay it's a golf joke nobody knows who that is i know who that is they shove leo rush into a car and they're like hey trust me it's gonna be fine just drive we have uh it looks like we have eight minutes and 26 seconds left do we want to uh do you want to talk a little wrestling let's do it we've got a few minutes so one question i want to pose to you guys right off the top so i mean if you're on wrestling Twitter at all, AEW has their pay-per-view at Revolution pay-per-view uh, coming up this week, weekend on Sunday. They are promising a Hall of Fame level star that signed a multi-year deal with AEW is going to be unveiled at the pay-per-view. There's a lot of internet speculation out there on who it could be. CM Punk's name's been floated, even though he's emphatically denied it but the leader in the clubhouse theory is that it's going to be one and only batista showing up and one of the reasons is and this is the dumbest reason ever jim ross who i swear to you is completely senile at this point (laughs) referred to the pay-per-view as evolution instead of revolution but not because he was trying to make a failed batista reference it's because he literally forgot the name of the (laughs) paper But that's yeah. what people are going. I'm at. not buying that. His lips They're, also don't move when he talks. He has Bell's palsy, Matt. <laughs> they still don't move. It's hard for him to enunciate. 
Yeah. Revolution evolution sounds very similar. Okay, that's a good point. I'll do we have this. any other do we have any other theories on who this could be? Because this is this is a very big news in the wrestling world of, of who this defection could be. Do we think do we think Batista is still trying to get his his wind back? Because he was he was blown up in that six minute match with Triple H two years ago. He may still be trying to recover. He tripped on the ropes entering <laughs> the ring. His <laughs> junk almost fell out of his shorts. We've had a podcast about that. The first one, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so I I think it's gonna be so big show or whatever they're calling him. Paul White said on the, the thing, it's not gonna be who you think. Um, I say AEW has a very big uh, track record of working with New Japan as well as TNA. The main event of the event is a Japanese-style death match. Kenny Omega has a long-standing feud with Okada, so I'm saying it's going to be Okada. Interesting. Now that would that would make sense. Not probably be the across the board crowd pleaser as it would be if. It was Ted DiBiase and Virgil coming back, but is but this, Hall of Fame worthy? Is this the time? Because there is a sect of the internet that believes this is true. Is this the time that Owen Hart reappears? <laughs> and the body double of Owen Hart that really took the fall can finally. Right, he comes to the ring in a Genesis. Help me <laughs> he drives to the ring in a Genesis. If that happens, if it's not, if it's not CM Punk or Brock Lesnar, I probably just don't care well, at all. Brock Lesnar is the other the other popular theory because Lashley kind of fired off a tweet that one would think probably was indicative that they're going to bring him back to WrestleMania or. WWE's mad that he signed elsewhere and they're trying to spoil the surprise without spoiling the surprise. And if they make it seem like Brock's trying to run from their champion to another promotion, maybe they can take some of the, uh, take some of the heat away from the, uh, the surprise. Well, anyone... I would, I would say Brock Lesnar is pretty close on the uh, top of the leaderboard of the sports book. Will any of the four of us be uh, watching it live? We'll order it. The AEW? Oh, yeah. No. What are they are they charging like fifty bucks for it? Yeah. Literally zero percent chance. Yeah. I will be reading about it uh, on Twitter. I am um, I'm gonna have guests in town this weekend that would probably not look too kindly on their son in law ordering a fifty dollar <laughs> pay per view while they were visiting. To see it's the perfect time to do it. <laughs> to see them unveil X Pac or whatever his name is. <laughs> So we have we have three minutes now. Um, what are our thoughts on Bobby Lashley? I like I liked it. I liked the cash in. I liked the Miz short reign. I liked. I actually loved how they did Raw with the oh you have to defend the title and then him doing the count out bit and then them forcing him back. I thought it was great. Um, I mean the Miz. I love the Miz, but. He doesn't do anything to main event mania. No, not at all. But Lashley Brock, I'm interested. Man, if, if it is Lashley Brock McIntyre triple threat, <laughs> I will be <laughs> firing out of Raymond James Stadium. Assuming that we're there. And that's assuming that tickets actually go on sale at some point. Yeah, unless we're planning to sneak in right now, the uh Plans are very murky. But. I read a thing today that said they're expecting next week. Yep. To the general public or to the general vaccinated public? No. That, that kind of stuff can be forged overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and do you need both doses or just one? Because I'm pretty certain we can figure out how to get everybody one dose between now and then. Yeah, I'm, I'm registered now in Kaufman County, which I don't even know where it is but I'm registered there. 
Yeah, but is that because of the vaccine or because of the those crimes? <laughs> yes. You go to Coffin and they're just picking up syringes out of the parking lot, refilling them. Did, did you hear what people were doing, though, which I think is genius, is that folks are coming by like Walgreens and CVS at the end of the day and basically saying, hey, you got any leftover where people who didn't come get theirs and they've been able to get their That's vaccinations? Like, I'd, be willing, is short. I'd be willing to do that for uh, my WrestleMania moment. I look on I look online every day to see whether they're fully booked or not. But now I'm at, at that to the the repertoire of just i've got a cvs two minutes from my house just driving by being like hey what do you got <laughs> you got a vaccine and it turns out i need a vaccine that's right it all adds up so uh, i think we have less than a minute this is probably going to time out but uh next week we're coming to america review yes right? Yes, there will be a review of Coming to America 2 next week. All right, yeah. That's on the docket. That's absolute. I'm kind of nervous. I kind of feel like I'm going to be disappointed, but... Oh, yes, this has been built up too much. This is not, yeah. not going to end well, but, but we're doing it. All right, well, thanks to the Swole Society for joining us. Thanks for having a, us. A memorable episode, for sure. 